Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. Ready to pump your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio on the world's most popular power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are. The Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her sidekick, daughter, Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations of the globe in their information-packed Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew. In other segments, Cynthia interviews real-life trailblazers, authors, and experts with the courage and vision who show you how to build a road to fulfillment through their unique books and services. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll be informed and entertained. For your free lifestyle empowerment coaching session right here on the airwaves, turn up the volume, relax, sit back, and get ready to be inspired. Because Star Style, Be the Star You Are, starts right now. Welcome, our play partners, to our galaxy of stars. It's the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with me, one of your hosts, Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you are listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our goal is to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations that will get you talking around the dinner table. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Star Style Productions, Coaching you for writing, speaking, media interviews, and production, call 925-377-STAR or visit starstyleproductions.com to book a session. You can be the star you are. And this is from Henry David Thoreau. Real power is measured by how much you can let things be. And that's a good segue into our show today. It's 9-11. 9-11, and we are remembering the tragedies of 9-11-2001. Yeah. In today's show, we're going to dedicate the hour to the memory of that historical and just heartbreaking time. And it wasn't about real power because things weren't let be. Our special guest in segment two is Frank Healy. He is one of only 33 people in the world tested by the University of California to have superior memory, which means that he remembers everything since he was six years old. That's the weather, the date, the news. And so we're going to, he's going to be talking to us about 9-11 and then also about his new book, Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life, because so many people have difficult memories such as 9-11 and how we can move on from that. Yeah, so that's going to be a great segment, so make sure you stay tuned. In the third segment, I'm going to be talking about the 15 years as a charity for Be The Star You Are. We're 14 as a 501c3, and just two days ago on September 9th, celebrated 15 years as a charity. And then um, coming up right now in segment one, Heather and I want to reminisce about our experiences and experiences of the people that we know 
that are from 9-11. And I really think, Heather, as I know you do too, and I think everyone, you know, it was a time that pulled America together. It was a time of tragedy. But it doesn't seem to matter how old you were, uh, if you were older probably than six. I think everybody remembers 9-11 as being so shocking. So... Let's talk about it. What you were, you were just, um, you know, you were in, in high school, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, there's kind of everyone I feel, especially your generation, has lived through many historic moments that people seem to say, you know, oh, I remember when, you know, I remember when uh, Kennedy was shot, or I remember when Elvis died, or I remember when the Berlin, you know, when the wall came down. All these, you know, these um, amazing um, uh, you know, moments, whether they're tragic, triumphant, there's always these things in history um, that, you know, one day, I mean, I know it's already 9-11 is integrated into history books now. It is part of American history. And I was in my senior year of high school, so especially, you know, that year is always going to stand out in anyone's mind. You know, the school year was just getting started, and I know you have, you'll probably tell the connection with that, um, that you were actually supposed to be on flights that day, but I remember when um, my brother had called because you know he was concerned you were going to be on a flight, and we turned on the TV. And at first, you know, it was when it had just happened, and it being in New York, there's the three-hour time difference from California, but the second tower hadn't been uh, hit yet. So at first, um, it wasn't thought of as a terrorist thing. At first, it was thought of this horrific freak accident and this plane crash and then the tower hadn't even fallen yet and it was just this disbelief of seeing it on the tv and i remember and it was only it was only six o'clock in the morning or six fifteen so so at first in california at first it was really just thought of um this just horrific plane accident had happened and they were evacuating people you know that you just saw the plane in one of the buildings and smoke and coming out and the news, you know, it just kind of being this real confusion. And then I remember going to school and sort of during at school, this second time, and I remember um, in the room, it was, there was just a whole different air, you know, the day, everything was just standstill. And I remember the teachers had the TV, had uh, this TV on in our classes and watching it and just watching it unfold and the whole day, you know, it was, it's something, you know, by, by the end of the day, we knew, you know, what was happening, but it was all that was on TV. And it was just, you know, hor- and horrific and uh, mind-blowing. And I always think um, of many things, you know, there's so often times we see that there's fires or earthquakes, whether it's somewhere else in the world, you know, we, oh, God, that's terrible. Um, but unless we're right there, you know, we kind of just go on with our days. And that was something... Everyone was shook up. Everyone was affected. Um, it wasn't just like, oh, God, that's terrible. It was, you know, it really felt like such an aggressive thing on America. Well, you're right. It was personal. It was really it personal. Was. It was. And most and then, people have someone they know uh, as a friend or a loved one who lives in New York or who travels to New York or whatever. And I think the panic, it was it was very frightening to think, oh, my gosh, it's so-and-so, you know, what's happening? And yeah, was this a war? What was, what, how could it happen on American sh- uh, yeah. shores? I mean, it was just so overwhelmingly horrible. Um, but I must say then in the, the days, weeks, and even months passing, like with many things, I think of all tragedy does come triumph and a lesson. And I have to say that was, 
there was this huge surge of American pride and American support. I mean, everywhere you went, there was flags. It was like people who never even owned one, everyone outside their house had a flag. People were putting flags and just to kind of show their unity of, you know, we, we stand. We're with America. Well, you know, we are, we're strong. It was this thing of everyone coming together. And, you know, I even know um, at school I was on student council and, you know, there were so many firefighters that were lost in it, but so many, I mean, it, it, so much Red Cross needed to be going down. So we did a fundraiser thing. I even borrowed, my brother had some of his uh, pullovers at the house. Um, so we warm the school and we were filling up boots, you know, making money. I think, I think we maybe um, collected like $2,000 or something that, and clothes and goods that got sent to New York. And, you know, it was just this people, everyone wanted to help with it and, it, and, also, I mean, there were so many things um, at the time, I must say, um, overall, in general, I'm not a Bush supporter, but at that time, he's, I mean, his point, his sub- approval rating went to, like, one of the highest because he was stepping forward. So many people were, jo- I mean, um, I know many people who joined the military right out of high school um, because of that, that they felt, you know, I want to be a part of, you know, I, I want to to. Um, you know, support America. Um, kind of, you know, things that went on for the, that. I mean, I, I remember then going into my freshman year of high school, of college. On September 11th, there was a big, they rang the bell. Like, they did a, this very um, memorial, you know, very somber thing. And I, everyone was wearing I Love New York shirts and God Bless America. I mean, this kind of like, you know, we will we will never forget thing. And, and that's kind of been the big thing now that people always say we'll never forget and, you know, um, I think that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking, just in our community here, the same thing. At all the, the freeway overpasses today, there are American flags everywhere. And there's people on the overpasses waving flags, people going by honking. There are celebrations. I don't want to say celebrations, more memorials, but it's just what you just said. Yeah. People are determined not to forget and to not let this happen again. And of yeah. course, now we're, we have this, this trial, this, this, whatever you want to call it, this engagement that is a possibility in Syria. And I know that American citizens are just thinking, no, we're not going to, we don't want anything to happen again. You know, we, it's really, we, we have to protect ourselves, but we can't be the protectors of the whole world. I must say, if anyone, if anyone happened to actually catch, because I did um, watch the the presidential address last night, and um, I am just full on and on board with him. Of you know the things that, um, as we often know, know you know sometimes what's uh, right isn't always easy, and what's easy isn't always right. Um, and he was saying that I know this is going to be non- not popular, but you know just as others stood with us, we need to stand, you know, we need to stand for other people, too. And, and that was a big thing, I think, you know, after 9-11, so many people got, you know, we went into Afghanistan, you know, we were to get bin Laden and this, and, you know, so many millions, billions, trillions of dollars were spent on that, and how many thousands of lives were lost. Um, you know, another kind of moment like, that people, you know, really think, what are we doing here anymore? And then on May 2nd, 2011, uh, that was another moment I knew exactly where I was when uh, they announced that bin Laden had been captured and not even... Oh, my God, you gives me chills. Killed. 
I know. And didn't I remember. I mean, so that you know, I think you just rejoiced. It, it you rejoiced. Felt, uh, oh yeah, I was at this. If, if people, I was basically at this this thing called. It's almost like a country Coachella called Stagecoach. So if you can just imagine, you know, uh, fifty thousand cowboys, and you know those boys are God bless America, and there were so many men and women there that um, are active duty. And I remember this band, Rascal Flats, was playing, and all of a sudden, um, you know, now with our instant media, a girl that we were with, she got a, a text alert, and she said, oh, my God, you know, the lot has been killed, the lot has been killed. And sure enough, they were saying, and they cut the song and said, well, everybody, we just got great news, and they announced it, and everyone was just cheering and going crazy, and people were crying, and, you know, it's those things that made it, it seemed, I mean, Still, you know, bring, I, I'm not brought going people for war together. or anything, but, you know, to have that, I, I think, sort of justice people felt. Um, and, you know, that uh, just last year, it's either last year or the year before, they completed the memorial, um, the National September 11th Memorial, um, as, you know, in a tribute for all the 3,000 people that were killed. And I actually saw on the news last night um, that the plane that um, was crashed down, that the, you know, that the fellow passengers, you know, took control and, and gave up their own life to so make sure that it that was, was in Pennsylvania, into yes. the Pennagon, um, or the White House, you know, that they're in that field that they're now going to plan, um, they're underway of planning, you know, another memorial. And which I feel, you know, is, is so important. I think, you know, a lot of times in today's society, um, people, you know, we don't realize why we have these memorials and we have these libraries. Is uh, these historic events have happened and and that are so important. And um, someone, you know, was kind of people have been kind of pushing towards, you know, this should be almost a national holiday, um, you know, but you know, a day of remembrance. And I have mixed feelings that I feel it should be a day that you know that I really think should be I, again, as you said, I hate to say celebrated, but at the memorialize that people really you know come together and you know celebrate America um, I don't know how I feel about the National Hall because I feel what happens over time many things that end up being a day off of school or a day off of work really just turn into celebration days where another excuse for people to drink and I don't think that should be one of these days I think it should be a, I don't want to say a somber day but a, a day to really Celebrate America, really to be thankful for the people in our lives and thankful for those who gave their life um, and who didn't have a choice on this day. Um, but for me, this day, you know, we'll, we'll always, um, it, it's crazy that, you know, I have to say the sting has gone away over the years. The first five years, it was just insane. And it's crazy to think now that it's been 11, 11 years, 12 years? No, yeah, 12 years. Um, yeah, since this is the 12th, 12th and that, year, which and it just, just seems so crazy because it just it shows you how fast time goes. And at the same time, and as you just said, that it, the first five years, it was it's like a huge hole in your heart, no matter whether you had anyone there or not. And at, in my segment at the end, I'm going to just read something that was uh, from our local firefighters, some local firefighters that actually were first responders and flew to New York to be there and their thoughts. And what's interesting, what you said, is it took them a full five years, Heather, to um, fee- just to kind of get the 
be able to sleep, I guess is the right word. It was because it was such a traumatic thing to see so many people that were killed and to see the devastation and to know that this was perpetrated by terrorists. Yeah, I, I think what was so hard for so many people is, you know, oftentimes you know, if you watch world news, which I think, you know, is so important, I think people... People aren't reading the news, aren't concerned, you know, if it's not in front of me. But to get involved with what's happening, how we started talking about Syria today, some people may not even know what's happening or what was just done over there. So please, if you do not look it up, there's crazy stuff happening in the world there's right now. There's crazy stuff, and what you, and what you yes. need to know is that the Assad is killing his own people, and all you have to do is see the visions, the photographs of babies and children frothing at the mouth as they die because of chemical uh, warfare I, that he put yeah. on his own people. Yeah, and I think you know what? Why something you know that why we're getting involved with that is just as with September 11th. I think you know oftentimes we we see we see Bosnia, we see Syria, we see these things on TV. These war torn countries that. You know, play, it, it looks insane that people live there. That there's just buildings that are have been blown up, and and people live in constant fear. And this was the first real attack on us to show that this could happen to us. So, you know, I think it kind of put that fear everyone. I mean, uh, you know, living by San Francisco, suddenly it made bridges, and and uh, in San Diego, you know, the, uh, there's things that all of a sudden. Um, you know, that's what's flying, you know, has become this whole new thing. And I think oftentimes people really forget about that is at first, you know, we were... Our world's a different so world is of, what you're saying is our world's a different world from 9-11. And 9-11 changed everything. And talking about the bridge, I was actually, um, when an earth, you know, the earthquake is what um, the 1989 earthquake damaged the Bay Bridge. And I was getting on the bridge when part of it fell. Anyway, um, just last week, the new Bay Bridge. Yeah, I saw. That was kind of, that was sort of an exciting, you know, an exciting thing. But it's time to wrap it up. And I do really appreciate what you're saying about making this a day of honor and memory and tribute to all these people who gave their lives, both willingly and unwillingly, to those 360 plus uh, first responders, firefighters, police, paramedics, emergency workers who actually died trying to save the lives of others. And then the over 3,500 other people who were killed in this. And all because of beliefs that people have of different things. So somehow, I don't know if we'll ever all learn how to get along but it starts with one person. So if we yeah. can, as one person, care for somebody else and look beyond the religion and the race and the color of our skin, maybe we'll have a chance. Or maybe our children or great child- grandchildren or great-grandchildren will have a chance. So go ahead and wrap it up, Heather. Yeah, exactly. I always, whenever I hear those things, I always think of John Lennon's Imagine, you know, that song of just everything. Um Exactly what I think. Our world has been changed. America has been changed. Um, but the biggest kind of takeaway is even in tragedy, triumph comes. We are such a strong nation, and we bond together during these situations. So I think, you know, with now with everything that with 9-11, we've gone so, gotten so strong to that, um, that people really look forward 
uh, look into other things that are going on in the world and just be so up to date and be so you know, involved in what you can do. And if you live in an area where you're close to your local fire department or police station, give the things a thank you to them because they are always the first responders in any situation. Well, a wonderful way to wrap it up. Give out the websites, Heather. Most definitely. Uh, if you are seeking for positivity, please go to be the star you are dot com as well as be the star you are dot org. And when we return from break, we will talk with an amazing memory healer and the author of the new book, Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life. Frank Healy will be with us and he'll share some thoughts on how all of us can heal from 9-11 and other negative memories that we may have from our lives. Stay with us. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And this is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be back in a bit. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. BeTheStarYouAre.org Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program. With the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. You'll find all you need in a We know that you have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. And there's always detours on this path called life. But that's where we come in here every week, bringing you authors, experts, and the books that will inspire, entertain, and motivate you. We want to help ignite your power and help you shoot for the stars. I am Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, on the Voice America Empowerment Network. Well, throughout your entire life, you have moved mountains, you've averted disasters, you've orchestrated the most thrilling comebacks, clutches, and coincidence. But what is it that you remember? Why is it that it's always the negative things? Only 33 people in the world have been classified as having highly superior 
autobiographical memory from the University of California. You are going to meet author and licensed professional counselor and certified life coach, Frank Healy. He has a new book out, and it's perfect for today and any day. It's called Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life, and you're about to go on a journey through your lifetime and remember what's great and even make it better. Welcome back, Frank, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Well, good evening. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I am so delighted to have you back on the show. You've hit a home run with this new book. I just love Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life. It really is a way to move on from bad experiences. Yes, that's what I wrote. That's what I wrote it about because, well, there were a number of reasons I wrote it. One was, since I remember everything on every day since I was six years old, a lot of times bad memories had come flashing back in my mind, and I taught myself to deal with them and became a counselor so I could help people who have that. And, uh, I mean, you don't have to have my highly superior autobiographical memory to have, sometimes have bad memories that it's hard to get over. So my book gives you all kinds of examples and exercises, and it has some humorous illustrations to make it fun, where you can get over uh, all different kinds of bad memories and uh, move on in your life. So even if you continue to remember the incident, you won't have the uh, negative, unhappy feelings about it anymore. Well, today is the perfect day to introduce this brand new book, which just was released, Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life. Because it's 9-11, and Americans everywhere feel very attached to this day. And, of course, there are lots of a lot of sad memories. So let's talk about 9-11 because of the horror of it, Frank, and the, the immense of, you know, the immense, um, I don't even know, it's like a huge cloud over everything. Why don't you share your memories of 9-11 and what you've done to heal yourself and, you know, with the discretion, heal any patients or clients that you've had that have dealt with the aftermath. Well, I remember that morning when I got into work. I, I was working as a case manager at the time for mental health. I visited people all through Camden County, New Jersey, and uh, some two coworkers told me it happened. And many of us spent the morning across the street at a house that the place owned, watching the events unfold on TV. And then I went and visited people in their homes. Well, first I you know, called my family to uh, thinking if this was it, I wanted to talk to them one more time. And then I remember telling clients about it and helping them with their, especially clients who had anxiety, helping them, helping them deal with it in an appropriate way, such as, you know, and asking them if it triggered any bad memories from their past, like of losses and of danger. And, you know, I was able to help them to do some deep breathing as well as some of the techniques I do in my book and still work with my clients with where you uh, you look at the pictures and uh, maybe relics from the past and uh, some, some of it involves overpowering a negative feeling with a positive feeling about another memory. Maybe if you lost a loved one in 9-11, overpower the sadness with a good memory that you have of them and just keep doing that, and as well as restructuring your beliefs about it. And uh, I actually knew three families of people who lost, 
loved ones in nine on 9-11. And, uh, that's a really you know, huge, that's a huge number for anyone to have. I mean, and that, how did you help them deal with it or how did you respond with them? Well, I told them that, you know, while they would probably need to have some time just being mourning, which mourning can involve not just sadness, as most people think, but it can involve anger and it can be a lot of going through your head, well, what if they hadn't been there that day or, you know, what if something happened that they'd still be alive? And it gets to the point where I only encourage people to do that for a short time because it doesn't really help. What helps is to change your beliefs about it, and uh, I have exercises to flood yourself up with gratitude for that the person was in your life at all, and that, you know, and assume useful beliefs about that they're in a better place now. So there's a lot you can do to heal yourself and move on. Now, I will say that a lot of times when people are in mourning, they don't want to give up the sadness and the grief because they feel that's their only connection to the person they lost. And I tell them that we can also feel a connection by remembering the good times and maybe even by adopting some good character trait that the person had and helping the legacy live on by being the way they were. You know, I love this chapter. You call you have an exercise, it's number eighteen, and it's called Flooding the Negatives with Positives. And this is in Frank Healy's book, Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life. And by the way, you can become a member at his website or get lots of information by going to phenomenalmemory.com. That's P-H-E-N-O-M-E-N-A-L, memory.com. But I like the idea of taking the negatives and turning them into positives because one of the things that you make really clear and Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life is by living in the negative, we don't do anyone any good. In fact, we make ourselves ill. So we really do have to go and, you know, you can imagine that unhappy part, but then think about how you can change that to a positive. Do you want to kind of give us an example of how you would lead somebody through an exercise? Well, I would I would very slowly talk through each step and, uh, you know, and I'd, and I try and like if I was someone on one, I would gauge when they were ready to move on to the next step by how, how their facial expression, body posture, how they look. But if I were doing it, say, on an internet chat or, you know, I would, I would just slowly and I'd encourage them to, uh, if you're not ready for the next step, just let me know because this exercise is for you and we want to do it at your own pace and in a way that you're comfortable with. And I would, Gently walk them through the uh, exercises, and I'd encourage them to, when recalling the memories, especially the positive memories that they're going to flood with the, over the negatives, recall visual details of it, auditory, what they heard, uh, kinesthetic, which includes emotional, what they w- were feeling, and if they, they were consuming any food, and if there were any smells or scents, to really bring the good memory alive and and then when you're getting in, the, when they're getting in that really good state, when they're there, then recall the negative memory and they might find that all of a sudden it doesn't have near as much emotional charge as it did. You know what's so interesting about these exercises that you created? And I loved the one, this exercise that 
with all the senses is because I don't know if you know or not, but this is an exercise that as an acting coach, I do this with actors, which we call, I call, it's called How Great I Am, and it's remembering your greatest moment and remembering your greatest moment in every detail with all the senses so that you can recreate it when you go on auditions because, you know, like the time, if you think of a great moment in your life, whether it was graduation or the birth of a child or or when you won an award, or when somebody was clapping for you, or whatever it was, is that those are in, that's a, a, it's at a cell level, right? It's that memory is still there. So we can use these positive memories that we have to mask over any of the, the more negative or the sadder memories so that we can always be winners. And what, what this brings me to is how can people use their memories to make better career choices? Because some people get in that rut, Frank, where, right. you know, and you have several examples in your book. You know, I mean, the example of the man being hit hit by a truck three times, this is crazy. I, I mean, it's like being hit by lightning. Who, who has this happen? And then, you know, to bounce back, how can we change some of that negative stuff so that we actually get the job or, you know, get the positive reinforcement that we need? Well, a lot of times it can involve going through your past, starting in your school years, and if you're an adult who's been in the work world and in the real world for a while, going through your your life as an adult, too, as well as as a child and a teenager, and think, what, what things did you excel at besides the thing you were planning on to do? And what, and to conclude, what did you, do you like doing, but maybe never had the time before? Like, uh, the man Kit, who was hit by, hit by the truck after, uh, being one of the best jugglers in the entire world in the early 80s. You know, he discovered that he liked to cook, so now he has a salsa restaurant, and he still teaches juggling, and he writes self-help books like I do. And uh, if you want a link to his website, go to my go to my site, and I have a link to it. That's phenomenalmemory.com. That's right. And sometimes you can, like I, yeah, he was a great example, and I give some uh, humorous examples of, different times in my life when I did some things well and not others, as well as, uh, you know, understanding strengths and weaknesses. Sometimes it's best if you take the whole picture. I mean, if you need to get together or get together a lot of pictures from the past, whether they're old pictures in in an album or whether they're things that have been scanned or more recently they're on your, on your, your cell phone, but iPhone, but, you know, get it together and, uh, as well as things like old report cards and uh, different things that help you remember stuff. And you might get, the more you have, the clearer a picture you'll get of what you might be good at and what you might be interested in doing for a career. You know, it's interesting that you say that because yesterday I met this uh, woman who, said, who told me, I had never met her before, and she said she was 52, and when she was in high school, all she wanted to do was be a, a cos, uh, cosmetologist, you know, and do hair and nails and all that. But she didn't do that. Instead, she went into the corporate world and she was successful. But in the last five years, the companies downsized or went out of business. And she 
after being a regional manager, was out of a job and finds herself at, you know, 52 with no, with no prospects. She did, I was telling her about your book, and she said, you know, it's interesting. I did something like that. She went back to what she loved in high school. She's now in cosmetology school and going to oh, go great. for Good that dream. And I thought, I said to her, I said, Frank would be very proud of you because, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like you're really doing something. Now, I want to talk about you just for a moment. And I know we have so many questions we could ask you because it's amazing, you know, the fact of your memory. But your first book that you wrote, you really wrote it so that you could get noticed from these uh, studies that were going on because you knew you had this memory. But you are now only one of 33 people with this, you know, spectacular memory um, in the whole world that have been acknowledged by the University of California. Tell us what it has been like on your journey to remember every moment. And I know you've probably had to heal yourself many times, but are there certain real, are there certain happy, happy things that stand out or what stands out for you in all these years and six years old? Wow. Yes, well, a lot of, uh, well, a lot of the positives and negatives. In fact, I've even, uh, it even got to where I know the calendar so well, as, as well as my own memories, what day of the week everything was. And I'd even start categorizing which years were better than others, how I felt the most and what I was accomplishing at different years and not others. And, and I think everybody has it where the memories that stand out the most were both a combination of the ones that were very positive experience, such as graduations, weddings, and things, and very negative experiences, like maybe getting hurt playing a sport and not being able to play for a while or losing a job. So, But I think the difference between the 33 of us and your average person is we also remember the everyday things. Like we'll remember days when nothing particular outstanding happened, but remember where we were, who we talked to, and that's true for me. And, uh, you know, I've had to heal myself so that certain, neg- certain negative things from the past so that I wouldn't keep on feeling the, uh, neg- the negative feelings every time they popped into my head. And, uh, I give, an ex- I give one example in the book of my first job after college I was let go of, and they were so concerned that I'd still like them after they let me go that they right. made a comment, you can either hate us or be grateful for the experience. And it was like this was as a tech on an adolescent psychiatric unit. And... Uh, and, and that, that almost like, sounds like what people do in relationships too. You can, you know, when they when they're saying it's the end. Oh, we can still be friends. You know? Yeah, when you know that's not going to happen. <laughs> exactly. We're speaking with Frank Healy. He is the memory healer, and his book, the newest book, is "Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life." His website is phenomenalmemory.com. Now. People get bullied, Frank. Some people have gone through life being bullied, and many people become bullies if they are bullies. And you talk about this in, in depth in your book. So what can someone do to change those really hateful things that were said about them to them? And especially now with the Internet and all the social media that is just so rapid fire, 
it, it's really, it can be very anxiety-ridden and filled with depression for people. What do you recommend? Well, I actually put three or four exercises in there specifically about, there's a whole chapter on uh, let's put the bullies in the past. And I, in, I interviewed a couple of really great young people, two 24-year-olds who give anti-bullying seminars and speak at conventions, uh, Kate McHugh, whom I also have a link to her website on my website, and Bryant Moore, who was a classmate of hers. And part of what it is is, again, like with the other memories, you combine memories of good experiences with friends and feel those feelings and then turn it on to the bullying and it might not be as strong. And then, and also bullying, like when you're a kid being bullied, you sometimes can't help but feel like there's something wrong with you or, you know, so I did a lot of for adults who are remembering that, changing your beliefs about it, such things as, the bullies had undeveloped minds at the time. They didn't know what they were doing, so it really doesn't say anything about me. And it could be that, you know, a little anatomy and physiology in there. If it happened more than seven years ago, you're not even in the same bodies anymore. That and, was uh, fascinating because I didn't really realize that, that it's every seven years we have, like, entirely new bodies. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> The bottom line for Frank's book, I'm just going to give a little plug here, his book, Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life, it really has recipes for changing your life in many ways, making it fun, making it more enjoyable, laughing more. There's lots of humor, and it doesn't matter what has happened to you. The bottom line, at least this is what I take away, Frank, is today is the first day of the rest of your life, and you... Uh, each individual has the power to change their memories by using these exercises that you have developed and to practice them and grow with them. Now, there's that this TV series that has just been picked up or has returned to CBS, The Unforgettable. Is that story with uh, Carrie Wells, is it based on any of, of you all or is it based on a compendium of you as, uh, you know, as these memory... I don't know, these, these memory magnets, you know, that you, you have gathered every, every memory from all time. Yes, well, they, con- they consulted the actress Marilu Henner, who is one of our subjects, and whom, by the way, uh, on August 31st just passed, I had the pleasure of meeting. And, uh, you know, they, they consulted her, and uh, from watching the show, I would say that it's uh, about, Carrie Wells is about 90% what we are. It's, uh, you know, she remembers everything and gets very emotional recalling memories. And, um, you know, the one thing that not all of us have is, remember, like if you walked into a room, every room for your whole life, remembering every detail, like she can do that and that's what's make. I think they added that to the character because she, to make her a police detective, you know, but other than that, that is pretty accurate. And I've seen some of the episodes on that show where she suddenly gets very, she looks very intense and disturbed when she's recalling something. And that's what I've worked on healing in myself. And, uh, you know, to not get so emotionally intense, to laugh more and to let go, since I can't let go of the memories, I can let go of the feelings. 
Oh, now that is incredible. That's an incredible piece, uh, a tip or a great advice. Now, you remember everything that happened to you. Do you remember things that happened around you as well? I mean, like to your family? Or is it specifically just what happened to you? Like, would you remember a great, you know, things that happened with a great friend or only if in relation to if it happened with you? Well, no, I'll remember, like, if, if friends or uh, distant family members would tell me something that happened on a date, I would pick up that, too, and remember it. And, uh, like, I can remember, like, one friend who I grew up with and still I remember Monday, August 19th, 1974, he fell out of a tree and uh, his father died on Thursday, January 7th, 1993. So, so I do remember things that happened to the people close to me. Whoa. Yeah, so this just seems like your head would be so filled with things. Well, you know what that tells me, Frank? You have probably a thousand more books in you. <laughs> I think I think you're going to be I do back have some here. More ideas. <laughs> you have tons. You have tons of of information to help other people. You'll be back on the show soon with your next one. Well, this book is Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life. It's filled with lots of true stories with that have happened to Frank to some of his clients, to some friends, of course, used with permission. He also has links on his website to uh, other people's stories. His website, and he has a membership website here so that you can get information and get his books, find out where he is. All the It's all great stuff. Go to phenomenalmemory.com, P H E N. O-M-E-N-A-L-M-E-M-O-R-Y.com. And I know he has that memorized backwards and forwards. And do you want to, Frank, would you like to just wrap it, wrap up our segment with some final words to our listeners on how they can heal their memories, change their life? Of course, we want them to get the book. But, you know, just to move forward and not to be stuck in the past. Well, I'd like to uh, emphasize what you said a few minutes ago, Cynthia, about how anyone can do this. You know, people have, everybody has much more of a capacity to heal themselves than they might know that they have. You know, it's really, uh, although there's a lot of exercises with many steps, I really had the intention of keeping it as simple and doable as possible. And uh, so I think you read my book, and then you come to the website for further, uh, you know, f- for further coaching and help if you need it. And um, you know, I'm like to, in, the, in, the, in the near future, I'm going to be offering where where I can coach you one on one on healing your memories, and there'll be all kinds of uh, you know elaborations and extensions of the exercises because some people might need that some. Uh, daily or weekly contact with someone to, uh, to stay motivated. But the way I look at it, reading this book and doing the exercises can be fun. I mean, you're, you're looking at your own memories, old pictures and different things. Uh, so it can be a lot of fun. And I think of the popularity these days of scrapbooking. Well, you could use that to heal yourself when you read my book. What a, you know, that's a great idea. And... Yeah, I just wanted to add, when you do these exercises, inhale your memories, change your life, you do want to either 
have a Word document, have a whole folder for your work, or you want to get a journal or at least a binder so that you can write everything down. And it's really crucial that you write things down or type them out and not just try to think about the answers because you really have to look back at it. Well, Frank, I want to thank you for coming back on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. It's such a pleasure. I mean, you are you are an incredible healer, and the fact that you're only one of 33 people in the whole world, what an honor. We are we're thrilled that you are here with us on Be The Star You Are because you are a star. Well, thank you. Yes, it was a pleasure being here again. And I'll be glad and we'll to come look back forward again for to my your, next book. <laughs> right. Well, you'll be back for your thousands of next books that you'll be coming because there's a lot of <laughs> memories out there. Well, for everyone again, the name is Frank Healy. His last name is spelled H-E-A-L-Y. Check out the website, phenomenalmemory.com. You will be amazed. And the book is Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life. Thank you so much, Frank, for being on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And we will be back in a bit. Thank you for joining me. Don't go away. The star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. How do you build business during challenging times? You feel out of control. The economic climate has a mind of its own. You're not sure how your business is going to survive. Well, it's time for a checkup before it's checkmate. You want to seek out four to six business owners who are interested in a monthly success squad, a brainstorming breakfast or a session, and you want to establish some rules to attain your goals. There has to be regular attendance. Everyone contributes to the agenda. Everyone shares information. Cell phones are turned off. All information is strictly confidential, and individual employees are never discussed. By getting together to discuss challenges and solutions, the group not only holds one another accountable, but helps each individual to reach higher levels of satisfaction. When the going gets tough, it's good to know you have a colleague that cares. That could be the difference between hanging in there or hanging out to dry. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For coaching, advice, and consultations, visit star-style.com 
or call 925-377-STAR to book your session. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the star you are. 501c3 Charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you Positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. It's the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now, back to the show with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Well, thanks for staying with me on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You are listening to the Empowerment Channel on the Voice America Network. I wanted to talk about in this little short segment, because we went quite over with Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life, just some of the positive results of Be the Star You Are since its inception uh, in 1999, which is 14 years ago. Since our 501c3 status happened, we have served over 308,000 individuals and families within 80 organizations. We've logged in 355,000 volunteer hours. We've distributed more than $1.7 million in resources. We have broadcast over 950 unique hours of positive programming. Be the Star You Are was nominated for the California Governors and First Lady Service Awards. It's been touted with five-star ratings as a top-rated nonprofit by GuideStar and great nonprofits for women's empowerment, for arts and culture, and for arts appreciation consecutively for the last five years. And in our, um, of course, we produce this radio show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We also produce the teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio, heard on the sister network, the Voice America Kids Network. And that's on Tuesdays at noon. More than 2,000 authors, experts, and professionals have been interviewed on our shows. And we are a book review team, our Star Team Book Review. They have in, reviewed more than a thousand books and have published them to Be the Star You Are, uh, well, btsya.org, as well as publisher sites and at the Reading Tub, which is a, uh, a colleague of ours. So you may want to go and visit that. We've also had some incredible national outreach success stories. And talking about 9-11 with the attacks on America on September 11, 2001, Be the Star You Are was actually one of the first charities to respond and offer support and actually get resources to the victims within four days. 
several hundred local volunteers as well as volunteers around the country just coalesced together and we shipped over 50 pallets of uplifting materials valued at over $57,000. So we don't have Beat Australia or it doesn't have any red tape. We were really able to help 9-11 and we went and we helped Fire Department New York. We also have worked on several disaster, other disaster reliefs. It's called, our program is called Operation Disaster Relief and we've had Operation Ground Hero, which was the 9-11, Operation Hurricane Relief, which was Katrina and Rita, and we did $27,000 worth of resources. We did Operation Fire Relief actually two times uh, for Southern California fires. We did Operation Tornado Disaster Relief in 2011, and that was in Joplin, Missouri. We shipped $48,000 worth of new books. We did Operation Hurricane Sandy Disaster Relief in 2012 with that superstorm, and we distributed over $30,000. So your donations are at work. Make a donation today. Go to btsya.org or bethestarur.org. Uh, just a quick story of my memory of 9-11. My book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, had just come out. I was scheduled to be on a flight um, to in, into New York Monday night, so I was going to be on a 10 a.m. television show in New York City on September 11th. Right before I was going to leave, I got a call saying that uh, they could not, they had bumped me from the flight, and they were going to have to bring me in the next week. So, thank goodness I wasn't on a flight, I wasn't in New York, and obviously that was some kind of savior. It happened again uh, for me in Bali. I've had two things like that, so it's pretty amazing. I just wanted to uh, share a very, very quick story while we just have a couple minutes here about a couple of some first responders that firefighters that are from my area here that were among the first responders for search and recovery missions to help with the infrastructure at Ground Zero on 9-11. And the lives of these firefighters who helped in this effort, they're never going to be the same. So this was just their quick story. And even as a member, this one is from Daryl Lee. He is um, a Moraga Rinda Fire District um, a firefighter, he said, even as a member of the incident management team for the United States Department of, of uh, Health and Human Services and of a fire division, he's a, a chief, Daryl Lee. He was jolted by the call that he received the morning of September 11th. It was a call from Washington. He was on duty on medic unit. They told him what happened, and they needed him to come to New York. The terrorist attacks caused a breakdown in the New York City technological infrastructure electricity, gas, broadcasting, telecommunications, all the key components that resided atop the World Trade Centers were gone, and Lee was recruited to assist in rebuilding the communication system. When he got there, he, they were used as runners, and as long as crews were, were within a line of sight of each other, they could communicate using radios. Otherwise, it was the old-fashioned way, I need you to get this message to the other side of the pile. It was called the file. And the firefighters that I've spoken to said what they will never forget is the smell. It took over an hour and a half to walk around the smoldering rubble of collapsed buildings called the pile. And even though they've been doing this a long time, 
you never see these things on TV. You don't see it in the movies. You don't see it in print. And that smell is an overwhelming smell of death. It's the smell of burning, decomposing bodies, buildings, smoldering, fuel, plastic mixed together. And even though firefighters deal with all kinds of things on a regular basis, this is something that they never want to have to deal with again. So it was a teaching moment for all of them, in fact, that they saw how the government worked, how quickly it responded, and it's something that we'll always remember. So when you say your prayers tonight, say a prayer for everyone that uh, contributed to 9-11 and everyone who lost their lives. And let's not let this ever happen again. Just remember to be vigilant. And remember, we live in America, the land of the free and the brave. And you are part of it. Thanks for being great listeners. Thanks for being here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I'll be with you next week. And until then, go out into the world and be the star you are. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.